It's Tuesday, July 24, 2012. The rain began on Saturday afternoon and just kept coming. Deadly floods in China, drought in Europe. Food prices rise as extreme weather hammers the Northern Hemisphere. A two-degree rise would already put an unimaginably immense strain on our ecosystem. Germany warns time is running out to reduce emissions. It was not until this past year that we finally set a national standard in this country to deal with mercury. EPA to pull back on new mercury standards? Plus... You're not going to cram something down my throat that I don't want. Mutant mosquitoes in Florida, pushing back against the Frankenskeeter. All of that and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Environment. Why do we need it? Great question, Stephen, and one we won't be answering on this edition of your Green News Report. Okay, Des, the historic extreme weather keeps on coming all over the planet yes, this week. Yes, it's not yet as bad as last year. 2011 was a record year for billion-dollar weather disasters, but this year is hanging in. And we're only half over. Yes, in China over the weekend, the heaviest rains in 60 years caused flooding that has killed nearly 100 people with tens of thousands evacuated. <laughs> Tourists were caught up in China's deadly floods. Flash floods in the northern city of Baoding washed away the only access bridge. The Chinese capital Beijing has been hit by its heaviest rains in more than 60 years. 37 people were killed in flooded Beijing alone, where the storm dumped six months of rain in less than a day, overwhelming the city's flood control infrastructure. But it's the worst by far in Bangladesh, where the unrelenting monsoon season has caused widespread record flooding in that low-lying country, displacing an estimated 20 million people. The extreme weather is hammering crops around the world, while the U.S. media has spoken focused on record-breaking heat waves and drought in the U.S., severely impacting U.S. crops. Drought and heat are also damaging crops in major grain-producing regions in South America and Southern Europe. Soybean and corn commodities are now at all-time record highs. Climate scientists have warned for decades that higher global emissions leading to higher global temperatures would lead to an increasing trend in extreme and intense weather events. At an interim U.N. climate treaty negotiation in Berlin last week, German Chancellor Angela Merkel warned that nations need to work quickly to reach global emissions targets to keep global temperatures from rising above 2 degrees Celsius. The two degrees Celsius limit is definitely not too ambitious. A two degree rise would already put an unimaginably immense strain on our ecosystem. We know that the voluntary measures that we have in place right now will not be enough. So German Chancellor Angela Merkel, no climate change denier she. No, definitely not. Meanwhile, back here in the U.S., Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Lisa Jackson was on the Colbert Report 
last week, understandably proud of the landmark mercury pollution standards for new coal-fired power plants that the Obama administration was finally able to pass. We aren't done. It was not until this past year that we finally set a national standard in this country to deal with mercury. Why should I worry about mercury? Mercury is a neurotoxin. It is toxic to the brain. But that was then. This is now. The next day after her appearance, the EPA announced it will review those historic new standards for mercury, soot, and other emissions for new power plants after hearing from industrial polluters and the electric utility industry, which are strongly opposed to the new rules, saying they are too costly and difficult to implement. Wait a minute. These rules were called for by the Congress how many years ago? Back in 1990. And now they are finally uh, brought forward by the EPA, and, and now the industry is complaining about them? Oh, yes. They've been complaining the entire way. Now they want to weaken the ones that were finalized. Knock me over with a mercury-filled feather. Finally, I, for one, don't care about your scientific crap. Mutants in Florida. Mutant mosquitoes, that is. Residents in the Florida Keys are very upset over a controversial proposal from a British company to release genetically modified mosquitoes into the wild to prevent the spread of potentially deadly dengue fever. Oh, man, this sounds like the beginning of a terrible or really good horror movie. The plan, now awaiting FDA approval, would release modified male mosquitoes that are sterile into the wild (laughs) to reduce the population of the one specific species of mosquito in the U.S. that carries dengue fever. The company says they pose no harm to humans. Critics warn of unintended consequences. Tom Clark, science editor of Britain's Channel 4, notes it also marks a new era in science. It would set an important global precedent, one that could pave the way for new insects engineered against diseases like malaria. Oh, man, what could possibly go wrong? For more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. You can also download our reports anytime via iTunes, listen to us on your mobile device via Stitcher, and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>